Blog Talk Radio. Returns. We had uh, a rare Tuesday night game. First one in 10 years, I heard. And it's funny, I don't ever remember a Tuesday night football game, but eh, who am I? Um, but a, a Tuesday night game, and uh, schedule's, all, schedule's a mess. Fantasy football is a mess. I'm not happy. I lost by 12 one-hundredths of a point because I had two guys that all of a sudden had a bye week because of the NFL scheduling because of COVID. I tell you, what a mess. Anyway, we are here. We're going to talk some, some, uh, what a, what a, what a, what a, what a weird NFL year. But why, what, why, what else do you have? This is the, this is the calendar year. I mean, what, 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 what do you expect? We've got a lot to go over tonight, to go over tonight. And we are going to revisit the Dak Prescott injury. I did do a show Monday because, I just needed to, um, but it's been a couple of days since then. I want to hear the guy's perspective on the Dak injury. There's a few other things we're going to talk about tonight. And as you guys all know, I don't do this alone, although sometimes I actually do. But tonight I'm not alone. i got a full house. I have the entire crew with me tonight. Gentlemen, you are all unmuted. Welcome back to special edition Wednesday night show of the Madden Voice. Yes, sir. You're all live. Hell yeah. Hump. What's going on? Hump. Yeah. Hump day. <laughs> that man. Yeah. But, you know, I was I was sitting here thinking earlier, as I do sometimes. I sit and I think. And I was like, you know, Earl Thomas, Antonio Brown, and now Le'Veon Bell. Unless I missed something, did Le'Veon get picked up? As a four o'clock note, he was he was a free agent, all home, sitting on their couch playing Madden. <laughs> um, and and we're talking three of the most productive players of their time period. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, you you can stack their performances up during their prime. Some would argue they're still in their prime with anybody, and yet they're all home. This, this NFL, this ain't guaranteed. This ain't guaranteed. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm curious. I'm curious. I want to start with K-Star on this one because, you know, you and I, man, we used to have some very interesting arguments over who was the better back, you know, Zeke or Bell. 
That wasn't that long ago. No, that feels like forever ago. It feels that way, but it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh... We used to argue about Obviously, Zeke won that one out. <laughs> well, yeah. Yep. And yeah. Dez. Yeah, AB and Dez. Yeah. Yeah. And Dez is another one that's old. Yeah, a little bit older. I mean, he, you know, he's a little bit, but um, but still, he's another one that you would think he would have been on a team. He's home. You just, you just, you, you don't know. These guys, I mean, you just, and, and you know, and I was thinking about it because of the Dak injury. And I'll, in one play, like everything changes just in one play, and you, you, you get these, you know, couch couch coaches and couch general managers, and everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion, and most of the people that got an opinion, I just I have to I have to like unfollow or something on Facebook. <clears throat> they don't know what the hell they talk about. They don't know. But I'm curious, Taystar, your thoughts on Bell being released, and you know, like like. Like, just for everyone out there, like, he's getting paid. I think he's got, like, $6 million this year left and another, what? Yep. I don't even know how much next year, maybe, what, $10 million for next year or something? Like, he got a lot of money coming to him still. And they just said, we'd rather, you know, nah, you, you, we good. We good. Take your money and, yeah, you can go. Yeah, leave your Jets uniform in the locker room and uh, go on with yourself now. What, what are your thoughts on Le'Veon Bell being home? Yeah, I would love for him to come back home to Pittsburgh, playing a cheap contract since he's getting paid by the Jets to be away from them. Do you think there's any chance um, of that? You're the Steelers. Yeah, man. absolutely. There was um, there was some talk in the offseason about the Steelers perhaps trading for Le'Veon Bell. Um, that was a rumor. But, um, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, James Conner has been solid for us because he, he gets injured. Le'Veon has expressed publicly as of last offseason that he wouldn't mind going back to Pittsburgh, home as he calls it. Um, and that was during like an Xbox Live live event he was doing as a celebrity and, and talking to fans and whatnot. Yeah, but, so, I mean, yeah, but De- Dez wanted to come back to Dallas. But is yeah, yeah. It, it's, it matters if it's mutual or not. I don't know that. Right. I, I don't know That's what, what I'm Tomlin's anybody in Pittsburgh that matters that you think would do it. Yeah, I mean, I think they would. I think they would, personally, um, if the contract is right, which I think it easily should be, considering he's getting paid lots of money elsewhere. That shouldn't be an issue for him. And um, from a team perspective, it makes sense. Connor, again, he's solid, but he gets banged up pretty frequently. Le'Veon's a better pass catcher, and I think Le'Veon still has juice left in the tank. I mean, everyone was bad playing under Adam Gase. It's all... Robbie Anderson, the receiver, leave Adam Gase, and he became a he's become a very good receiver in Carolina. We've seen we watched Ryan Tannehill fall out last night, formerly coached by Adam Gase, and he was awful as a Miami Dolphin. And there's just a lot of players who seem to uh, get back to that level or, or over or, or come play at a whole different level once once they leave Adam Gase. And I think there's that he's just but 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 but, but he's bad he's bad but, news. But Bell, like, there's no hard feelings. There's no bad feelings. There's no, you know, like, you know, it's still all love. Cause I, I, I thought, I thought it was a little. I absolutely. Listen, there. let me tell you something. Once you've been through, once you played for the Jets and went through Adam Gase, all that bad blood is gone. Okay, because anything feels like an upgrade from that. <laughs> bad blood 
from him. I'm talking about from the Steelers organization. I'm talking about the Rooney brothers. I'm talking about, you know, Mike Tomlin. Is there bad blood on that side? It's a good question. Um, I'm not – I haven't heard that. But, you know, the Steelers are pretty private when it comes to that stuff. They don't really make that stuff public. Um, so, I, I, you know, I don't know. That's the big unknown. If 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 not, you know, then I think it's a it, it makes sense for Le'Veon to come back to Pittsburgh. But obviously, if he did leave a bad taste in the coach's mouth and Tomlin's mouth and management, then you know, probably won't happen. But Le'Veon's definitely going to get picked up somewhere. I think he'll be a factor this year. I hope it's in Pittsburgh. We'll see. I think he'll get a job. I don't know whether he'll be a factor. Uh, every means to be seen. I think he'll, someone will pick him up, but, you know, went to New York and did nothing. Yeah. Got paid. Got right. Took the money and ran. Uh, I don't know if he'd be, be, be a factor. He'd be a factor. Uh, Dr. Train, you know, you, you guys lost the uh, running back. You know, any any rumblings about the Bears giving a look to uh, Le'Veon Bell? Any, any of your people out there looking at Le'Veon Bell, maybe? Everything's a rumor. <laughs> the first thing on the on the Chicago Tribune headline, Le'Veon Bell is available. Should Chicago grab him? Not so fast. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think the dude is he do is a shell of himself, to be honest with you. I mean, why is he not with New York if he can ball? Because at the end of the day, man, if you can ball, they're going to find a place to put you on the field. When you mentioned all those – when you mentioned the the, the players that you, you started out with, the names you started out and the fact that they were sitting at home, the first thing I came to mind is, yeah, all of them have issues with, 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 team, with team chemistry. All of them had an issue with something going on in the locker room. That, that's, what, that's what came to mind for me. So as much as you might want Le'Veon Bell, K-Star, shit, your team might be better off leaving him where he is, man, and just rolling with guys that know how to – uh, play for the team and, and, and not be for themselves. Cause, I mean, he took his year off, he got his money, he got back on the field, and it was like, what the hell is that? That's not what I was expecting to see. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't, need, I don't, I don't need flashy headlines in Chicago. All I need is W. I don't care how ugly they come. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I don't have even to add to that. I think you, you hit it right on the head. And I think what we're what we're seeing in the NFL more and more. I mean, you know, why is Earl Thomas still at home? You know, why is Antonio Brown still an employee, even with all the rumors? Why is Des Bryant? <laughs> you know, you know, wasn't that long ago that Des Bryant was being compared to Julio Jones? Wasn't that long ago? Why is Des Bryant still unemployed? You know, Earl Thomas, Antonio Brown. Why is it, it seems that, you know, once you kind of get out of the rotation and some of these younger guys can come through and perform and not bring the baggage that these divas bring, all of a sudden it's like, well, you're cheaper, you're younger, and you're not a headache. And maybe you're not an all-pro, but you fit. <laughs> you, you you fit. Now, I know one team that don't need him, and that's Dallas. So we won't we will not see Lady now. Now I say this, and tomorrow we'll hear Le'Veon Bell sign a one year contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Right? That means you know. <laughs> yeah. I eat my words tomorrow, you know, because that's what Jerry Jones will do. 
Yeah, won't go get Earl Thomas, someone that we need, but we'll go get Le'Veon Bell, where we actually have an all pro running back and we actually have a pretty good backup, you know, comes in and kind of a kind of a Le'Veon Bell, you know, a broke ass version of Le'Veon Bell. Really not I think about it, J B. What do you think? Pollard? <laughs> kind of a kind of a cheap Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, poor man Le'Veon Bell. You're right. I mean he he can catch balls out of the backfield. He can he can run the ball. I mean he's He's legitimately a, a poor man's Le'Veon Bell, and I will lose. Got that little wiggle, you know. Yeah, he got well, Le'Veon Bell play. had that patient, had that patient running style. That's what that's what made him so dangerous. He's very patient yeah. and quick. And as soon as the old hole opened up, he had this burst that was just like, damn, what did he just do that from standing still? And that's what was special about him. Yep, and, and that's why I, I kind of side with what what K Star was saying. That Jets organization is just horrible. And everywhere you look on that, that staff, starting with Jace, who looked like he was a deer in headlights at his press conference introduction for being the new head coach of the Jets, it's been downhill ever since. I mean, Robbie Anderson was a, a no-name. He goes down to Carolina, he's blowing up. Tannehill, washed up in Miami under Jace. He's in Tennessee, blowing up. I mean, there's there's Devontae Parker as well. Right. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. And um, mm-hmm. I think you went, you went to the Jets thinking that, hey, maybe there is a possibility, but I don't think they use him correctly. I don't think the offensive line suits his, his strengths. I don't think the offensive line is a strength for one. I mean, it's, it's just a mess there. Well, I mean, if yeah. you want to get on Adam, Adam, Adam Gates, I, I, I think at the time that he got that second head coach, position, you know, with the Jets, I think we all were looking at each other on that particular show and it's like, what's the one who didn't do shit in their previous extent as a head coach, get another opportunity as a head coach, you know, when you got, you know, better options out there for people who haven't even had an opportunity yet. Uh, Adam Gage probably just went back to being an offensive coordinator, but that's what, that's what got him noticed. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree with those points. I, I I don't disagree with any of those points, but I don't think we can overlook that on this particular day, this particular player. We also heard rumblings about him being, you know, a locker room issue, a team issue, and yeah. whether we whether we think that Gates, you know, could be a better head coach. Everyone can't be Mike Tomlin or Bill Belichick, right? Um, you know, when you become labeled a locker room problem, um, it's going to hurt your chances of getting the job. And it's not like, I mean, okay, he wasn't used properly, but he was used and he was not productive, like, at all. Like, like you know, I don't know. I, I, think, I think for a guy who was considered one of the best backs in the league, you got to bring some to the party. And he didn't do nothing. He didn't do nothing. Not like he went there, was productive, and got pissed off because they kept losing. You know what I mean? Like, we, we saw that with, with uh, you know, Odell Beckham was productive and the team was losing and, you know, we got irritated. We, we've seen that around the league with different players that were productive on losing teams and, and, and discontent. Well, the team was losing, and he wasn't productive. He wasn't helping their cause, so. I agree. I agree that he will. Uh, he'll get a job, I think. 
I just don't know how much he's got left. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that we're going to see the same bell that we saw in Pittsburgh. Um, even if he went back yeah. to Pittsburgh, I don't, I don't see that happening personally. Just, just, just I would, with the the way the NFL is today. How often do you hear that? You know, once in a blue, you hear about a guy going back to, you know, he's back home. But most of the time, once once they part ways, it's like, yeah, nah, bro. We're good, man. We're good. Appreciate your fans. It all but, depends uh, on. He was gonna stay right over here. <laughs> yeah, but it depends. And it depends on how you left. With the way he left, I, I, that's that's not. You know, he didn't leave because you know, to me, it's just the way he left. If it was just pure free agent and they just did not have the, the money to get him back and went somewhere to play for a while and he's a free agent again, but now he's a little cheaper and you bring him back, yeah, that. That normally is the scenario where a team or a person will end up going back to their team because they only want to play one or two more years and they want to play with the team that they left, but they leave on bad blood. So, yeah. All right. I guess time will tell, right? We, we will see. Yep. I know a lot of people uh, be interested in watching the fantasy boards on this one. Who's going to hold on to them? Keep them thinking he's going to end up with a team and who's going to let them go? And, uh, you know, uh, it'll be, be interesting. That, to me, is going to be a very interesting development that I'm curious to uh, – I'm good. Hey, he became a free agent – or uh, not free agent, but he was um, available as a 4 o'clock today. No waiver wire, just boom, free agent. Sign him. And he's still getting paid by New York. You ain't got to pay him a lot. So if he doesn't get a team, that's going to say a lot about that locker room presence. So we will see. Um, JB, I wanted to Well, actually, I'm going to hold off on JB um, I'm going to hold off on JB And start with uh, the other guys first And, uh, hey guys, I'm going to remind you We are live on air. If you've got background noise Please mute yourself Until you have something to say um, Let me start with uh, K-Star The DAC injury I know you had posted on my wall when the DAC injury happened, you are heartbroken. Um, as a non-Cowboy fan, as a actual, in my opinion, pretty much a Cowboy hater, as a Steeler fan, how did it hit you, the DAC injury and that whole, that whole scenario? You know, it was awful, uh, frankly, you know, as a football fan. So I'm not – I wouldn't consider myself a Cowboys hater, but, you know, I, I do like – I do enjoy Cowboy jokes. I do enjoy Cowboy jokes. But what I will say is this. Um, Dak Prescott is a good player and a good quarterback and good for the league. So as a football fan, I was very sad to see it. What made it a million times worse is just knowing the personal situation with the contract, um, the severity of the injury, the fact that he was playing so well this year – and to have that happen was just a disaster, um, you know, for the league, I think. You know, whenever there's a young quarterback playing such good ball, you want to you wanna see it out. You don't want something to cut it short. You want to see what he can do. And uh, I just think it was really bad for the NFL, unfortunately. And I felt, you know, what made it 20 times more sad was just seeing Dak's reaction. You felt that. It was anyone with a heart could feel it you feel his pain in the competitor that he is. But the part that made it even harder was when Jason Garrett went over to him. It was just, it was 
like a sad, awful movie scene. It was awful. So, I mean, very sad as a football fan, you know, missing one of the um, one of the best quarterbacks in the league was balling out, and it's just sad to see that happen to, you know, frankly, Dad Prescott. He's a good player, and uh, you just hate to see it. I'll let Jay go in a second, but I, I, I will, and I said this Monday when I did my solo show to, to you know, you, you know, football, life sometimes is just very ironic, and to have, you know, Garrett happen to be there, that, that you know, he's going to be in Texas, in Arlington, one game, one day, or maybe two days, right, the day before, you know, they, you know, have their walk or whatever, but out of the entire season and I had the injury, the fluke injury that it was happened with Garrett right there. You know, so you're, you're the guy who drafted you and was, you know, fought for you when, you know, when you took Romo's job and speaking of Romo, he just has to be upstairs in the booth, <laughs> you know, like, like, like the irony of this major cat- catastrophe and that's nothing short of that happening. And, you know, and, and if you didn't, if you didn't get a tear in your eye when they showed Garrett walking out to check on him, like, I mean, I don't know who you are. You ain't got no heart or, or you don't know football. Cause that right there, I was done. I was done. I was like a little kid. I was done when I, when they showed Garrett walk out there and check on him. And then Tony's on the boot. Man, that was brutal. Yeah. Like, like, Ugh. like, you know, and, 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 and again, I, you know, I, I don't want to, I know Jay will have his words, but the final thing was, when when they were wheeling Dak off and he just raised his fist in the air, you know, like like a leader, like wheeling him out of the stadium and he puts his fist up like always a cowboy. But anyway, JB, um, and you know, it's, you know, don't 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 hold back, man. Um, we JB and I have not talked about this, by the way. I, I reached out to him to see if he had time to join me in the show. He was tied up, couldn't do it. Um, but we have not talked about this at all. Just, just you know, two diehard Cowboy fans. If that doesn't show you how much this topic hurts, him and I have not discussed this, not at all. I'm hearing this for the first time just like the rest of you. JB, your thoughts on Dak Prescott? Mm. <laughs> Bro, um, crushed. Everything that's been said, 100% agree. Not to jump in and, you know, interrupt you, as, you know, but that right there is a true Cowboy fan, what you're hearing. You struggle to find words. Like, even me who could talk, y'all know I got no problem talking. <laughs> and you just struggle to, like, make sense of it. You really do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, trying to find a composure. It's it's tough. Yeah. 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 I mean, everything that was said, the irony, I'll even take it a step further with the irony. It's two NFC teams, and it was on CBS, a channel that normally is AFC. Yeah, right. 
that that honestly that one took me back just before the game even started, knowing that it was on CBS. I'm like, well, wait a minute, is it is it the New York Jets that's playing or the New York Giants? And right, I saw right. the Giants and CBS, um, and then rolling right into what you said, T, with, with Romo being there, with Garrett being there it's at Texas Stadium, ends up being near the same spot as Alan Hearns on top of all that. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't even get on, on your post because I just couldn't. I couldn't. I, I read it, but I couldn't. I mean, I was I was literally paralyzed. I couldn't do it. And, and thankfully, I was watching the game by myself. Wifey was downstairs um, just kind of letting me chill enjoy the game, but if she saw me, she would have. Oof. She would have put her arms around me because I was, I was fighting it, man. I was fighting now, and this is this yes, was two days, three days ago, and, and I'm still fighting it. Like everybody said, I mean, he's 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 a great player, but a better person. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and you know, and that's that's does it. That's that's what hurts the most. Hell with yeah. contracts, hell with all that other stuff. Yeah. He's a great yeah. player, but better person. Man lost his brother a few months ago. You know, like, yeah. how much can one man be put through? You know, you lose your mother while you're young and she's still young. He lost his brother a few months ago to suicide. You know, and then this happens. And, you know, if you watch the video, what I found really interesting, not the injury, the aftermath, and they're carting him away. And the last cowboy that you see walking beside the cart is Alden Smith. Watch the video. He was the last cowboy walking with the cart. Now, this is a guy who a year ago says he was homeless and living under a bridge because of all of the trouble that he had gone through and drug addictions and all of that. And if there's anyone that could understand fighting to come back to play in this league through major injury, but certainly through catastrophe is Alden Smith. And he's the last one walking, giving his love and his support to Dak as they're wheeling him away. It's like, there's just, you know, and, 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 and you see, all of the Giants players giving them love. Like, it becomes no longer Giants versus Cowboys. It's like one big family now. And you see Dak, like, like, you know, he's like, okay, thanks. You know, almost, you can almost feel him say, okay, guys, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> can, y'all, can y'all give me a minute now, please, to the Giants? Because all of the Giants are like, hey, you know, you know, hanging their Dak, y'all giving them Dak and all that. And he's like, oh, thank you, thank you, you know, and um. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate the transparency, bro. I really do, man. If you were, if you were here, man, I'd give you a hug. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. And 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 I and I'm feeling you. And Cowboy Nation is feeling this. And NFL Nation is feeling this one. You know, he's he's. There is not anybody that can come out and say anything bad about Dak Prescott. I got I got and and Jay knows this guy. Jay, you know Rippy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Rippy is Eagles like we are Cowboys. Like he is our level of fandom for the Eagles. He's a friend. Yeah. But he is Eagles. 
posted. Much respect to Dak Prescott and Cowboy Nation. Like, transcends animosity, transcends, you know, rivalry. This is like a, a blow to the NFL. But I do want to say again what I said on my show Monday. And I'm curious, two things I want to talk about. We're going to get to the contract. That'll be the second one. And how do you guys feel about the fact that Dak did not get his long-term deal? And should we view that differently now that he has a major injury? I do want to talk about that today. I resent and I reject the people that jumped on it right away. I resent it and I reject it. There were Twitter posts and tweets within minutes of his injury to this effect. Ed Werder being one of the first ones. Works for ESPN. Longtime Dallas Cowboy reporter for ESPN. Was laid off a while back and then brought back to ESPN. And has been accused by many Cowboy fans of creating sources, air quotes, to promote stories. And many Cowboy fans always wanted to know, what source did you have that reported that untruth that you said two days ago? Turned out to be a total misrepresentation. So, long-time Cowboy, not loved by a lot of Cowboy fans, including this guy right here. And he was, and, and his very first tweet, tweet went into talking about the contract. And he got hammered to the point where he had to follow that tweet up and explain that, you know, this is the business of the NFL and this is important. And I responded, like, I don't care. No one should care right now about that. Not today. Not right now. The man hadn't even made it to the hospital yet. They had just carted him off the field. We just got through. Everyone who saw the game saw his foot pointing the wrong direction a la a lot of other injuries we've seen in the NFL and also in, in uh, the NBA. We've seen a couple of those. And within 10 minutes, we're talking his contract. 10 minutes. You don't even, you don't even like, let it, let, 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 I mean, we just heard JB barely able to talk. It's been three days. And in 10 minutes, that's where you go. Where's your heart? Where's your compassion? The next day, okay, fine. Later that night, okay, fine. Okay, midnight, 1 o'clock, okay, fine. A few hours later, we know he got taken to the hospital, had surgery that night. Okay, fine. You want to start to talk about what does this mean for Dallas and, you know, his contract? Okay, fine. 10 minutes after the injury? I reject and reject. I don't. I don't give a damn. And you're right. I'm not a big time NFL reporter. Or and, and if that's what it would take to get there, then I will never be one. Then I and I'm and I'm happy to say, then I should never have been one. And I'm glad that God took my life in a different direction because I could never do that. And if that's what it takes to be successful, to be inhuman like that, well, I'm glad I do what I do for a living then because no excuses. Sorry, the I feel. I said it on Monday, and I had to say it again. I had to get it out. Um, you know, you know what term it. I like to to describe to describe something like that is just a lack of emotional intelligence. 
because that's really what it is, right? Like just having a lack of awareness of, of recognizing really what the hell just happened, you know, reading the fucking, sorry, reading the audience and knowing, you know, that like this emotionally traumatic thing happened, the, the cold, hard analysis about the dollars and all that stuff can wait. People, you know, and I, I'm sometimes not, I'm not the best with this, but sometimes people, um, they need to get their emotional intelligence together because, you know, it's just a time and place for these sort of things. And yeah, I saw the Edward tweet. I was like, Jesus, man, it was pretty quick. Uh, it was pretty quick. Okay. You know, I listened to your, yeah. to your podcast. And my thought was, you know, like you, you said that he was basically still being wheeled to the hospital and it's just like, yeah, the body was still freaking warm. And here they, here's Edward Werner, you know, texting all this damn uh, contract situation. Like we have, like you said, the entire six months to go over it. Like, my God, let it resonate. The injury and the loss, the NFL, and obviously especially Cowboy Nation just endured. Like, no one likes that from a fantasy perspective, from a football perspective, from a fandom Cowboys perspective. Like, it was just ridiculous. I saw that stuff, too, and I shook my head. And, and you know, if I can add, and thank you for that, K-Star, if I could add quickly, I blame Ed Werder, but I also blame social media. Because, you know, everybody wants to be first. And with social media, instant gratification. I mean, where did I go? I went straight to Twitter. Because when I want to know something, like when I'm watching football and someone gets hurt in the game and I want to know their status, I don't have to wait for them to report it on the game. I can go right to Twitter and scroll to my tweets because I'm I'm following freaking pretty much – Everyone that has anything to do with football, I'm following them on Twitter. So I can go right to Twitter and scroll, and I'll get an update quicker than, on, than the actual live telecast to find out that person's status. Or if there's a challenge and I want to get a sense of what's going on in the stadium for that challenge, and the NFL goes to co- – the, the broadcast goes to commercial, I'll go to Twitter, and I'll get a sense of what's happening uh, for Twitter. So I'm guilty of wanting that immediate gratification thing to say, yeah, um, it's pretty clear here that 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 fourth down is going to get overturned. You know, Um, they're already starting to walk the ball back or whatever before the show comes on. Okay, that's harmless. But to have to go, and I went because I'm trying to get a sense of, you know, okay, I want to know what's up with that. I want to know because it looked horrific. Is it as horrific as it looks? Let me go to Twitter. And I see this damn thing because somebody has to be first to go there and talk about his contract. Someone's got to be first to get the attention. He got attention, all right. He got his wish. He didn't want the attention he planned on because he had a lot of posts like, hey, man, too soon, bruh. Any other comments on that before I move on to his contract status? Anybody else want to jump in? I know K-Star had something to say. Jay or Train, any thoughts on that, or should I move on to the contract? Uh, let's let's move on to the contract because it, that's just inappropriate. I mean, he should know better. Yeah. Um, he, he Simply put, he should know better. Um, of anything, he could have even just got out in front of it and said, you know what, I know folks are probably thinking the contract. Just think it. Don't say it. Let's focus on his health first. If you want to put something like that out there just to squash it before it gets started, I'd be all right with that. But that's it. 
or be the cowboy reporter that you claim to be and let us know what's going on. Right. Talk more about the injury with anything else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got. I mean, it's it's actually playing right now on uh, NFL Network. It it just started the second half. I I had to turn away from it because I know it's coming, and I can't. I can't do it. Can't do it. Cannot do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's a lot from this game we could talk about, right? We could talk about Daniel Jones and how how much of a disaster he is. <laughs> Eli sitting home drinking coffee, talking about, mm hmm. Y'all wish you had me now, don't you? Um, <laughs> 20 games and 22 fumbles or something like that, if, if I have it right. Something along that line. I mean, that's a disaster. I'm, I'm sorry. You, that's a disaster. Anyway. Um, 22 fumbles, 14 lost. Yeah, yeah. I, he's just a disaster. Um, and when you got a guy like Justin Herbert coming in and, you know, uh, there's so much. There's so many places we can go. That's another story, man. Feel sorry. Got to feel bad for Tyrod Taylor, but we'll we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. Um, contract status. Um, and and there's going to be a lot of time to talk about this. But my one question is: is does anybody, you know, as a football fan or as a Cowboy fan, after this injury, do you resent? Uh, Jerry Jones, for his part of this deal, this long-term deal, not getting done. Because there's a, let me tell you, there's a lot of that going on. And I love, you know, and K-Star and I have this mutual friend who I actually today unfollowed. I just can't, I can't read his post anymore because he's, he's, sorry, but you know what I'm talking about, um, K-Star, who, who actually he thought you were the Cowboy fan. That just shows how much he pays attention. Um I can't follow his guard. I can't. But did he say that? Oh, I forgot you two talking about you, not me. You tagged me in the post. And then he posted, oh, I forgot you too, meaning you, K-Started. You were the Cowboys fan. He, 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 I yeah, can't yeah, follow but... his. Yeah. His opinions are garbage. Um, he's a decent guy. He's a decent but, person. You got to love how but he's a funny guy. He's just, a, he's just a silly guy. You can't take him seriously. Yeah, yeah, but yes, you know what? Yeah, but, but you know what? There's funny, and then there's just garbage. And his posts mostly are garbage. <laughs> you know, at one point, he used to make me laugh. Now I just, you know, and, and he had, in his opinion, he just went all in on Jerry Jones. Well, you're not a Cowboy fan, so shut up. Shut up, <laughs> you know? So let me start with JV, and I'm curious your thoughts. Do you have animosity or any negative feelings towards Jerry Jones? for not getting a long-term deal done for Dak under now that we see, you know, where we are today with the injury. That's a tough question. Um, not really because well, somewhat, but not entirely. It's a, it's a business and I get it. And it's a, uh, and, and I have no problem with that getting his money, trying to his best to get as much as he can, because as you can see, all it takes is one play, and and your life is altered forever, uh, in one way or, or another. Um, I've always been in the camp of pay the man. There's there's nothing else he needs to prove. He was a fourth round pick, third on the on the draft um, on the QB chart, and all of a sudden gets thrust into being fourth. starting fourth, and then it was fourth. Fourth, fourth on the thank you. Chart. Yep, Jamel Showers is the two. Um, there you go. 
So that's the person I forgot about. That's why I forgot third. You're yep. right, fourth. Yep, yep, yep. So yep. he climbs the charts, 13-3, and three, takes you to the playoffs, hasn't had a losing season, 40-24 and 24 going into this year. I mean, what, I think he has, what, third or fourth most wins by a quarterback since he came into the league, something along those lines. He's gotten progressively better every year. Third, thank you. Progressively better every single year. What more do you want from him? Paid a man. Even if it's a short-term deal and you prefer to have a longer-term deal because you don't want the cap hit, he has done everything that you could have ever asked him, and he doesn't give you problems off the field. The biggest thing was during this whole COVID nonsense, having more people over, which doesn't even move the needle. So what? That's hey, hey JB, let me, let me jump in. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Let me ask you this, though, on that note. And, and, I, and Kirk Cousins comes to mind, okay? So Dak gets paid $31 million this year. Um, he has an opportunity to get another $37 million next year. That's almost, and I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, I said $80 million, and I realized that after I got off the air that my math was wrong, and that's unusual for me, but it was. Let me just show you how, how upset I was because I added up and said $80 million. It's actually $70 million, so I apologize. But that's $70 million in two years, and then the ability to either with Dallas or whomever to cash in, still be 28 years old, and have the ability to cash in and get another – four or five-year deal with probably 100-plus million guaranteed, right? So um, is that, I mean, is he really losing out? <laughs> I mean, and again, I think of Kirk Cousins when I think of this, and this, this is exactly the path that he took. You know, is that really the worst path that Dak Prescott could take? Oh, financially, definitely not. I'm thinking more about long-term security. Um, and that that's where I was putting it more on Jerry Jones in, in terms of pay him. Um, but in, am I completely upset with Jerry on it? No, because like I said, it is a business, and uh, you, you have to do what's best for the team as a whole long term. So, so I do get it, but I, I do hold him somewhat accountable for it. Shane, you've been quiet during this whole that discussion. Any thoughts at all? Injury, impact to the league, contract, Jerry Jones. You're a huge, huge football fan. You love the game and you understand the business. Your thoughts on any of this? Uh, it's uh, it's definitely bad for football. Um, um, the Cowboys are exciting to watch, partly because of Dak. I felt like uh. I feel like we, we as as a group of four, kind of watched him grow up <laughs> in the league mm-hmm. when he came in because we were looking at the situation and we're like, let's do it. Just, you know, we, the first word that come to mind when we all watched him was like, man, this guy has poise, you know. And um, he led the team, and it was he, he, he led the team up against the Green Bay team in the playoffs that, shit, that's a game where they should have won, <laughs> I felt like. It definitely should have came out with um, – so it definitely sucks just for football and to see how exciting that offense was uh, with him at the helm and it, the weapons uh, the weapons that you guys had. Um, I, I, I did know all, all the, everything that Dak had been through, so I, I caught something on ESPN that they kind of, you know, went through all the stuff that he'd been through. And, and um, 
Uh, some people are built for certain things. I don't, I don't know if I was if, if I'm built if I'm built for what all the stuff that he's that he's been through between his mom and his brother and now, um, you know, his career. So that 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 sucks from that that perspective. Um, I don't know if I ever said it on the show, but uh, in regards to his contract, I always I, I just always felt like that that should have held out personally, and 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 I and the reason why I said that. Well, I say that in his particular case, so I, so I know Kirk Cousins bet on himself, but uh, Kirk Cousins wasn't Dak Prescott, not not even. He just he you know watched the the the, the Redskins at the time with the Washington Football Team as a week as day. They really had nowhere to turn in regards to the quarterback. And he was the best on their team, you know. He was he was he was the guy, and so they paid him money, and he bet on himself for for two straight years. Until he got his until he got his contract. In Dak's situation, the reason why I felt like he should have hold, held out, and I think um, I, I I definitely believe we we all said this at the time was that if that was Tony Romo, there's no way he would have entered the 2020 season without a done deal. It just doesn't happen, and I and I don't think it should have happened with Dak. And it just and it's just, you just said it. What else do you want this guy to do <laughs> as your quarterback? What else do you want him to do? Deal should have got done, but there are two sides to every to every deal getting done, uh, and sucks that per. The contract that they couldn't come to an agreement, but I bet you a deal would have got done if that was Tony Romo. Just saying. Yeah, you know, I've, I've heard that argument, and I've, I've heard particularly Stephen A. Smith has really, really, you know, rode that train, um, <laughs> literally train. Uh, he's rode that train <laughs> um, <laughs> even, you know, long before Dak was injured. He was one saying, you know, Romo got the, you know when Romo when it was time for Romo to get the deal, he was the highest paid quarterback in NFL history at the time, and you know, um, and I and I've heard that, and and I, I can't go, I can't, I, I still have to say, I don't know when it became a bad thing to get thirty one million dollars in one year and in thirty seven million dollars in the second year with the ability to still sign, be young enough and talented enough to still get that mega deal. I, I still don't know when that became a negative versus getting the deal, the five-year, hundred-plus-million-dollar deal, you know, up front. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I, – I, well, let me say so, this. If, if you do yeah. the math, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins actually comes out ahead. He absolutely <laughs> because does. Because he got the he deal, absolutely and he ain't does. that. Yeah. Right. So, and he – the me- yep, and so to your point, and you are absolutely right, T. It's that's not it's that's not a bad you know if you want to, it's how can I say, it's not a bad idea mathematically. It's just the it's the road with the highest risk, and so that's what you weigh. It's the risk because you need to make it through this year and the next year. 
before you before you get where you can actually see your money, and you would have broke the bank. It's just a higher risk. Yeah. Well, the whole, I mean, yeah, it's a risk. It's a higher. It's a higher risk. It's you know versus getting the guaranteed the contract mm-hmm. the long term deal. And from my from my understanding, the Cowboys wanted five years, and Dak wanted four because he wanted the ability while he was still young and still in his prime to come back to the table to get more money. And the Cowboys yeah. wanted one more year, and and that was the that was the sticking point that he got a fair deal. But it was the, the 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 years of the deal that they couldn't come to terms with, and 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 I think part of it is Dak did say, okay, I am going to bet on myself again. I bet on myself the last year of my rookie deal, I blew it up. I'm going to bet on myself um, this year for uh, franchise tag, and he was in the process of blowing it up. Now he's going to come back. I, I, I my opinion, he's going to get franchised again. And and there's not going to be many people that know football that's going to blame Dallas to say, hey, you're coming off a, cata- uh, you know, a ca- catastrophe for an injury. We got we got we got to make sure that that ankle's good to go. Well, yeah, that, that, it, that, that, it, that'll, yeah. that'll definitely be to the yeah. That's definitely going to yeah. be their argument. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be and, huge. And, so yeah, yeah. And and we already know that in a year where the salary cap is actually going to go backwards for a change, he's going to count mm-hmm. about 22% of the salary cap for next year. If there's any way that if they can't get a long-term deal done or, or they choose not to, that, um, you know, that they won't franchise. Dak will let them go. Anybody out there who thinks they're going to let Dak go is smoking something. The only way they let Dak go is if that ankle – doesn't you know pass the, the muster or there's issues with his health and and it becomes but if he comes back 100 percent and 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 he passes all the physicals and he looks like Jack oh he, he ain't going nowhere Y'all, yeah. Jerry Jones don't lose people that he wants to keep you cannot find a person that Jerry wanted to keep that he lost the people that he lost he was prepared to lose so that ain't going nowhere but you know, we, we could be sitting here a year from now, and yeah, he's probably going to have to play franchise tag thirty-seven million for another year to show that he's healthy and that he's still Dak, and then we'll see what happens. Probably, you know, get a pretty decent deal after that. But I just think that there's a lot of hate going to Jerry Jones that I don't think is fair. I think Dak did bet on himself. I think Dak knew what he was doing. By all accounts, he's a smart guy. You know, he knew what he was doing. And hey, let's call it like it is. He is the he is the starting quarterback for the number one sports franchise in the world, and he's on a lot of commercials because of that, a lot, and it counts. Because if he was coaching the Colts, you would hardly see him. You know, the Titans, you'd hardly see him. Someone's MVP who didn't look like an MVP last night in Buffalo. I ain't seen him on any commercials. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll let that slip out. My, my bad. My bad. I'll let that nah, slip man. Out. I'm not going to let that slip. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. The just Titans. Saying. The, hold on. Hold on. The Titans, had COVID, COVID, the Titans had COVID. The Titans had COVID field advantage. I'm not trying to hear it. They had 16 fucking days off. 
first of all, <laughs> 15 fucking days off. They should have forfeit. They should have forfeit the goddamn game. A and B. These, his receivers were dropping everything. It was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. They had 16 days off. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Damn. Did he look like an MVP last night? Yeah. Oh, bro, but what the hell, man? They had COVID. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You got an MVP <laughs> last weekend, and I said, I'm curious about this one vote. And although I do I I have to admit, I did hear a few of the shows, and when they were looking at MVPs, I did see his name up there next to Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. And here's the injury. Jay had me had to I had to I had to turn the game on because Jay made me turn it on, and uh and there's the injury. It's all Jay's fault. He made me turn it on. <laughs> um, that's some boo. That's so heartbreaking when he took his foot and kind of jammed it on the ground like his ankle was dislocated and he was trying to pop it back in. That just yeah. right there was. Uh, anyway, sorry guys, I digress. Um, all right, so to close out. To close out the Dak Prescott thing, there's going to be a lot of talk about Dak over the next six months. Mm-hmm. We're going to revisit this a hundred times. Um, I, I think, I think we, we, I don't really think any of us are disagreeing. Um, you know, do you feel for Dak that he doesn't have the long-term security? Yes. But is it the worst thing in the world to make $50 million? And that's what the reports say, that he's going to get about $50 million a year from his, his endorsements. And then he's got the 31 coming in from playing and, you know, he's going to make a full recovery. That's what the doctors are saying, that surgery went well, and they expect a 100% recovery. And, um, you know, for the, for the most part, it, you know, he's going to get paid. Um, it is sad, though, that you look at a guy who bet on himself and you see that. I certainly don't want to diminish that. But I think at the end of the day, Dak's going to come back. And I think Dallas is going to do right by him. I really do. And for Top, who said – if they don't, would you, you know, should you denounce your team? That's the stupidest question I've ever heard anyone who claims to know sports to ask. You don't, you don't dump your team because you don't agree with a decision they make. You know, yeah, this, this they make are, stupid decisions all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And we're, we're going to second-guess our teams, your team. You know, we, we, that's what we do on this show. We second-guess, we debate, we discuss. We sometimes agree and we see it. Sometimes we don't, you know. Uh, but to say that you would dump your team because Dak didn't get paid, that is, that is the most ridiculous question anybody could ask. I, that, my colors don't bleed. My colors don't run. I get mad. I get upset. You guys have heard me on the show get pissed off about things that have happened. You've heard JB get pissed off. We've heard K-Star, right? I mean, there, is there any better team managed and won in the NFL than the Pittsburgh Steelers. There is not. Argue the Patriots, and I'd say that's debatable, okay? And we've heard K-Star mad at his Steelers over some things that they've done. Train, we already know, man. <laughs> no one gets more mad at the team than Dr. Train. <laughs> I mean, every Bruh. franchise every franchise has a blemish, Bruh. man. Blemishes happen. It's part of the process. Bruh. Yeah, I mean, and and to suggest that you should turn your back on your team because they did something that you didn't approve of or that, you know, or or later on turns out to be a mistake, 
You know, they let a player go. A player, you know, what, what, whatever. Um, it's, it's, it's a childish. It, 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 it is. It is. Um, but anyway, let's continue. We, you know, um, anyway, Dak, we love you. We're in your corner, bruh. They're showing it again right now on NFL Network, um, the game, and they're showing the reaction of everybody. And it's, you know, I don't know that I'll, it will ever not hit me the way Jay, the way it hit Jay, the way it hit a lot of people, even non-NFL fans, um, and, and cannot wait to see him back 100%. Can't wait. And it was nice to see the tweet from his brother with Dak. And, you know, I think that just shows how much a leader Dak is. If anybody thinks that he was happy to be laying in the hospital bed, you're crazy. But he wanted to project that positive, I'm going to be all right image for his family, his friends, his, his, his fans, Cowboy Nation. A lovely picture of him sitting, laying up in bed smiling and just like, hey, guys, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Don't you worry about Dak. I'm going to be all right. They're showing it now. Everybody coming over, giving him love. Garrett's there. It's, it's just, uh, ah. There's a clip on, and then we'll move on from Dallas. There's a clip on, it's on Twitter, but you can go, I think it's on Dallas Cowboys. They, they had people mic'd up for this game. They had, like, Zeke and, and some of the Cowboys mic'd up. And, um, and you could hear somebody saying, when all the players were coming over, and they're like, be careful of his ankle, be careful of his ankle, <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, so K-Star, um, your thoughts, you were kind of talking about, and I, didn't, I don't know if I let you finish, but uh, – your boy didn't look MVP-ish last night. Um, was, was, you know, Tannehill looked like the MVP. Look at Alden Smith walking. Just like I said, <laughs> Alden Smith walking. Uh, Tannehill looked more like the MVP. What's, what's going on? What's, what's that? Uh, what's, what's, it's a blip on the radar, right? You're playing a team that had a 16-day layoff on the road. Mm. Tough ass, tough game. Didn't play well. Um, you know, a lot of drops, some sloppy interceptions. You know, he's a, still a third-year quarterback, um, still a really young player. You know, he actually reminds me a lot of young Cam Newton. Um, I think that's why I'm such a fan of him uh, from a play style standpoint. But, yeah, definitely his first uh, bad game of the year, I would say. And um, I think those will be few and far between. You know, he certainly will have probably a couple more this year because he's still a young quarterback. But the guy is such an athletic freak that um, – I think you'll continue to have a great year. Okay. <laughs> so we can stop with the MVP talk. We can let that go now, right? That's, that's done. We'll, we'll, we'll let it go. You know, by the way, the one um, thing that did surprise me oh, – hold on, two, two, two quick comments on that game. Uh, Josh Norman being thrown like a rag doll was hilarious by Derrick Henry. <laughs> that Damn. was amazing. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is such a stud. The lady um, victim. Oh my God, dude! Yeah, Earl, joint Earl Thomas has some company. The milk carton after that. Um, and I was surprised how bad and poor the uh, not Titans, but the Bills defense played. You know, this is a pretty good defense, and they got absolutely destroyed. Absolutely, well, they were the number one um, defense. Not, I believe. I think. Yeah. Either you, yeah, either them, or the Steelers. I think Bills were number one, and the Steelers were number two. If I recall, coming into the weekend. That's right. That's right. And it was just very surprising to see them. Honestly, the Titans did whatever the hell they wanted all game. It was just surprising to see. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, 
you know, let's let's go positive now. Let's let's you know, you know, when you have a Thursday night game and you don't do a show till the following Wednesday, <laughs> you can almost forget that we started off the seat this week, uh, week five with the Bucks and the Bears, and uh, Nick Foles does it again, Doctor Train. Your boy, your Big boy, Dick he, Nick. Me and another friend of mine who uh is who um actually joined the other fantasy league I'm in and we played that Star Trek game I talk about I was a good brother. We were talking about you train and he cause I told him about because I haven't met him yet either. And uh <laughs> he was like, Yeah, I bet your boy's happy. I said, Man, he's probably still dancing. <laughs> he probably, it was out four days ago, and he probably still dancing. Talk to us about that win and the euphoria of, you know, Foles beating Brady head to head again. Nah, man, it's it's it's, it's been a week. I probably lost lost all words other than the fact that <laughs> all I can do is laugh when people look at me now. What's y'all record? Four and one. You know what the record is? You just want me to tell you? You need to look it up. Even though you know we do, probably consider us the worst four and one team. I don't give a damn. That, that was fun to watch. <laughs> it was fun to see the defense get out of Brady's ass and see Brady get up and look at his and, and yell at his offensive line going to the sideline. What you thought they could block Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and Akeem Hicks? You thought they really were going to protect you? No. <laughs> Welcome to the, to the home of the monsters of the midway. You think about that twice where you come into his house trying to pass the ball without the top receivers. Come on, man. I don't think people just really understand football, man. This shit is about matchups. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Our defense, our defense has not let one game get out of hand. Not one single game. So why would we start why would we start now? Just because we playing Tom Brady. And I'm sorry. Uh, the question is still out on whether it was Bill Belichick or was Tom Brady with the Patriots. I understand the guy can do some things. Yeah, he had a five-touchdown game the week before. I don't see their defense ranked at the top. And they got a bunch of uh, hurt players on their defense that, 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 that had it, up, that it, had, that had it uh, running really well last year. And they still almost lost that game. But, oh, it's Tom Brady. He brought them back. He played against a rookie that almost stole that shit from him. So, Dick, Dick, Nick, did what he need to do. I right, says, defense, just give me a chance. Give me a chance. I'll get this for you. Ah. Did y'all see? Did you even see the sack where Khalil Mack is, like, on all fours and he's just staring at Tom Brady <laughs> in his face after he sacked him? Like, I can do this all day. <laughs> what about, what about what, you? <laughs> what I did, what I did see was Tom Brady uncharacteristically lose track of downs. And that was certainly talked about. Um, Shane, I'm going to ask you, do you think that was a that was him being rattled and, like, you know, with all the pressure that the Bears had put on him, that he was just, you know, saying maybe he might have been slightly concussed. I don't know about all that, but just rattled, man. Just, you know. <laughs> I mean, Hell yeah, he said it, it put four fingers up. You know, I'm like, Hell I'm sorry, yeah, is, this is this four horsemen? What what I missed? You know, right. Uh, you are absolutely right. He is not immune to being rattled because he's been in the league for a long time. No, when the defense getting your ass, they're getting your ass. It doesn't matter how long you've been here. <laughs> and it was getting in his ass. 
He couldn't complete a pass. He couldn't even have time to throw. Nothing. They were getting in his ass. I'm so proud of him for doing it, man. Freaking monsters of the midway. That win felt good. All the shit talk. All the Bears didn't play nobody. Uh, everybody they played one and eight. Then we lose one against the Colts. Oh, it's a really good defense. They can't get their offense to going. Blah, 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 blah. Like, shit, we still lost. It was a one-score game. I'm like, y'all just need to watch the games, man. Chicago ain't losing because we just suck. I mean, shit, they're leaving yards and shit on the field. I mean, the offense, no, it isn't perfect, but they've had opportunities to just leave on the field. You got to clean that shit up. You got to pay attention to the details. And ain't no team in this fucking league is perfect. Not one. So, yeah, Newton back to practice tomorrow. Go ahead. Well, that's not true. The Steelers are actually undefeated. You're not perfect. <laughs> I know. I won't let Beyond Bell back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just not. No one's going undefeated. Everybody gonna get their ass. They got somebody gonna get that ass sooner or later. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's this is it's almost even playing fields. There's no crowd. Point being, man, the game has to be played. And when you got a team like Chicago that has the defense that it has, dude, I appreciate if you wouldn't start just counting us out before we hit the field. That would be just just inadvised. It's irresponsible for someone who knows football. That's just irresponsible. You know, I I, I should I think I'm gonna find it. And put it on as one of my sound bites. Y'all remember the wide world of sports, right? Back in the day, and I think it was Jim McKay who who did the the the, the intro. Um, and he the, the iconic words of the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Right? You see the skier falling off the side of the thing. Like um, what everyone is hearing right now is the thrill of victory. <laughs> That's what you're hearing right now. Is the thrill of victory? Okay, that's what you're hearing. Um, but but good stuff, good stuff. And congratulations to the Bears. It was a good win. And um, push You know, you got you got to you got to start. You, you gotta you gotta give them their respect, right? LeBron. I don't know how LeBron think he ain't getting no respect. Now, everything he said. Congratulations, by the way, to the Lakers. Um, I yeah. think LeBron. <laughs> you know, when you're getting compared to Michael Jordan, you getting your respect, bro. I don't know why you thinking he's not getting his respect. He getting his respect. Um, yeah, he on something else. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Um, but you know, speaking of 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 four and one teams, I'm gonna start with Jay on this one and go to K Star next because it's his division. But the Browns, right? You know, we're not used to the Browns being talked about as a contender, particularly in that division where you have two perennial, two teams that generally make the playoffs every year and, you know, are thought about as Super Bowl contenders every year with the Steelers and the Ravens. And now you got a Cleveland team, Cleveland, right? <laughs> um, four and one. JB, are they, are they for real? Are, should people take notice? Are they for real? Well, at four and one, I think you should. Um, We'll obviously know more because they'll start to get into the meat of the schedule in terms of the divisional games. But at this point, I think the you Sunday. should. Would you say K-Star? 
The Sunday. He's all excited because they play. This is what it is, man. The boy can't help. He can't help himself. I was getting the case on Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> so, um, I, I think they need to be taken seriously. I think they are for real. Uh, on on paper, last year we thought they were legitimate, but obviously you can only do so much on paper, as as T always says, a few of the seller on the field. And I think we're finally starting to see, especially on the offensive side, what they're capable of doing. Uh, you've got basically you've got Pro Bowl talent everywhere as weapons go. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Kareem Hunt, and, and obviously Nick Chubb is hurt, but when he comes back, and I think Njoku's back, or, or I think he's practicing this week. I think he is back um, this week for the upcoming game. The X factor has always been Mayfield because he's been inconsistent. He shows flashes, but he doesn't always put it together week after week. If he's able to do that, look out. This this team could – they could um, uh, shake up some things in, in that division. I don't think it's just a two-team race anymore. Everybody thought Ravens-Steelers, but I think the Browns need to be taken seriously. Okay. All right, K-Star, the floor is yours. Are the Browns for real, and how worried are you – uh, are they coming to Pittsburgh, or are you going to Cleveland? They're coming to Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, How worried are you, and, and are, are you taking them for real this year? <clears throat> um, so I think, and I'm pretty sure I said this early in the season, maybe before the season, I think and thought that there were potential three playoff teams from the AFC North. Um Part of that being, you know, the seven teams this year being expanded and all. Um, so as far as being for real as in terms of playoff team, yeah, I think that they have the makings of a playoff team. Last year, they th- this is like a post-height sleeper situation. Last year, they had a wreck of an offensive line. They seem to have fixed that, and the coaching is much more efficient, uh, it, it appears. And um you know, but they're they're definitely get their ass beat versus Steelers. You know, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. I gotta be honest. Baker Mayfield um, is the weak link. You know, their run game has been tremendous. They've been grinding out some 200-yard games. Uh, they've been putting up 30-point efforts. But in each of those games, you see some peppered interceptions by Baker Mayfield, and it seems like they're trying to hide him the best they, that they can. He gets happy feet. He has that Blaine Gabbert syndrome. We talked about it last year. I still see it. Um, so I think really good defenses will make him pay, and I think the Steelers fall under that criteria, you know, with one of the best pass rushers in football. And uh, I'm looking forward to happy feet Baker um, coming to play at Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, I think that the Browns are a playoff team, but I think the Steelers are about to give him a dose of reality. Mm, okay. Okay, Train, any, anything to add about the Browns or the Browns and the Steelers matchup? I know you always I, – I, I, I'm only opening this up to you because if you have an opportunity to give K-Star a, a, a slap or two, you don't pass it up. So anything you want to add, just saying. <laughs> Never does. Uh, not, not really, man. I expect it, I expect it to be a good game. I'm, I'm uh, K-Star – K Star's football acumen is is definitely respected on this show, ninety five percent of the time. That other five percent that you know is like, man, what are the hell that come? Not saying, but uh, <laughs> but you know, it's gonna it's 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 definitely not gonna be an easy easy game. Um, 
that, but I, I, I do like what the Steelers, what the Steelers have, but the Browns are definitely for real. And, uh, uh, the only thing that I didn't hear people say, but I know we're all aware of, uh, Stefanski is the one, you know, is who they hired. You know, it was either him or Eric Bieniemy. They didn't work on Eric Bieniemy. They, they didn't wait on the brother. So they went with Stefan with Kevin Stefanski. But the one thing I do know about, he's going to run that ball. He's he's practically right now saving Baker Mayfield's career because if he would have got a coordinator that wanted him to pass the ball, we we'd see how horrible that boy can be. But the fact that he wants that run established and he wants to continue to try to run the ball no matter what, uh, it's going to make for a tough, uh, tougher team to build. And they, they got a pretty good GM that says bringing in pieces. So, yeah. Okay. And, you know, this Cleveland talk reminds me of something that I feel important, that it's important to do. Now, I will, I will concede that, the Cowboys' defense has not looked very good through five games. They brought Mike Nolan down from the booth to put him on the sideline. I, I don't know, you know, why you think – if that's what you think you should have done, then you should have just done that. Um, you know, if these grown men need a cheerleader <laughs> to play better, then I, I don't know. I, I, you know, something about that just rubbed me the wrong way when I heard that that was their reaction. You know, no, don't go sign Earl Thomas or, you know, don't make some moves. Um, but let's bring the coach out of the booth and put him on the sideline. Yeah, that's going to make a difference. The defense is starting to get healthy. Anthony Brown returned. All word is that Leighton Vanderish um, has a chance to play Monday night. Um, you know, so they're starting to get healthy in, in on defense. Tristan Hill is out, um, but I, I don't really like him anyway, so I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Randy Gregory. Um, should be able to play either this week or the next game reinstated and was a monster before he was suspended. So, um, but I just wanted to make this one point about the Cowboys this year, because they've really been getting beat up pretty good um, as a disappointment, but let's just real quick, as K star would say real quick, first game was against the Rams. They lost 20 to 17 Rams are four and one. They doing pretty good. I think so. Second game, they had the miraculous comeback. Well, they've been on the other end of those kind of games. So, you know, in time, it all evens out. So this game, they were able to get a miraculous comeback, and they beat, yes, an 0-5 Falcons team, who, by the way, we're going to talk next about head coaches losing their jobs, and he lost his job. And, and <clears throat> you know, Dallas still had to put 40 points up to do it. But they beat the Falcons. Miraculous uh, possession, uh, strong comeback to Seahawks, who are 5-0. and They're pretty good? Yeah, I think so. Next, they lost, uh, made another strong comeback. Uh, ended up losing by 11 points. They put 38 on the board, but allowed 49. Um, they lost to the aforementioned Cleveland Browns. We just all admitted that they're pretty good. So they're 2-3, and three, and yes, their two wins are against teams that have not won a game. Got it. Got it. All of those points are noted. But Every single one of these games, maybe Cleveland, 11 points, okay. But you, you had to feel like in the second half um, there were some chances for them to come through, certainly against the Rams' pass interference, certainly against the Seahawks. Those were two games that down the stretch they could have pulled out, and, and now you're looking at a team that's 4-1 and one instead of 2-3, and three. okay. Um, 
they're as bad as their defense is, is as good as their offense is. And we'll see moving forward with Andy Dalton. And, you know, obviously, you know, an, another thing that Jerry Jones did, went out and got Andy Dalton. You know, this is a guy who gets maligned as, why is he the general manager? And he meddles too much in this, that, and the other thing. Um, I haven't seen an interview with Jerry Jones, a live one. I cannot tell you the last time I've seen one. Um, so whatever he's doing this year differently, he's doing this year differently. But, um, you know, the roster every year is always one you look at and say, wow, that's Jerry Jones. Now, Will McClay has a lot to do with that. Stephen Jones has a lot to do with that. But Jerry Jones is making a final decision. He's cutting the checks. He makes, he approves every move they make. And they went out and got Andy Dalton. And now it's looking like the move of the offseason. Because now in the NFC least, and I agree with that, NFC least, they suck. Yeah, chance to win that division. Eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine. You can win that division and get a shot. That's all you need, postseason and get a shot. And with COVID and, and injuries and the uncertainty, you know, you cannot count any team out that wants to get in the postseason. We have no idea. Look at Kansas City. The Raiders just smacked them. Who saw that coming? I didn't. I, I sort of you know? did. I, I was I was tempting. It was tempting. I sort of. But that's just Okay. Me. Okay. You better than me. You know, Buffalo came in the last night's game with a top two defense. Smacked. You just, you, you, you know, you just. You just – you don't know. We just don't know. So, I just I just had to throw that in there. Like, he's off a little bit on my team. Okay, I know the defense is horrid, but I think we're going to see the defense improve as they get healthy. I, I, I really do. Cheeto Awuzie has been out, and he's a very good cornerback, and he's been out. So, let's see what happens when he gets – I don't know about the safety position. Though. I'm a little worried about that, but okay. Um, all right, enough about that. Let's talk about the head coaches that got fired. Um, Dan Quinn and um, what's the name of the damn Texans coach that got fired? Bill, Bill, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Man, I've been wanting to. Say, I've been saying Bill O'Reilly. I know that ain't his name. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying Bill O'Reilly all week. Bill O'Reilly, but I know that ain't his name. Bill O'Brien. Thank you very much. Um, all right. So, I, I, you know, I don't know if this is really. Is there anyone who – can we defend either one of these two quarterbacks – I mean, these two coaches? I think if there were Hell any justifiable firings in the NFL, these were two of them. Am I wrong? No, not wrong. That's, that was easy. It was easy. Yeah. I, I even said – I'll, I'll switch over from, from O'Brien to to uh, Quinn since I'm down here in Atlanta. I even said yeah. after, after game three, he should have been gone. When, when you give up back-to-back – Double-digit leads going into the fourth quarter and still lose those games, you're out. You're out. So there, there were two weeks, two weeks long in the tooth for me. So that was a no-brainer. I seen that one coming with binoculars, as well as everybody else. And then O'Brien, hell, he should have just been fired from the jump because once you get rid of arguably the best wide receiver in the game and you get pennies on the dollar for it. Oh my God. I, are you you and then you give you give Watson his money well deserved too, but then you take away his best weapon. That really makes no sense to me at all. That so, one is still the biggest head scratcher for me. I just I can't. Uh, I can't. 
I, if, if you got value back, comparative value, different story. But how do you get comparative value back for such a valuable asset like that? Um, David Johnson. I, 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 I don't get it. Oh, my God. Who, you know, he was healthy before he got injured, was pretty good. But he was never D-hop. I mean, no. No. You know, no never. I feel like one it, dude. It, it, if you if you trade D Hop for for um uh, Michael Thomas, I can understand that because that's that's comparative. I can get that. Or if you're looking at a running back, a uh, 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 Zeke, you know someone someone of that caliber, that echelon, I get that. But the guy that's hadn't proven right, himself yeah. since he was injured, and <laughs> I just. <laughs> D Hop had top five receiver stats with four different quarterbacks in one season. <laughs> and this coordinator too. That's how bad he was. And, and oh my god! It's on top of different quarterbacks. Yeah, he so still killed it. No, no continuity. You just go out there, you put your hard hat on, and you just ball. And and then yep. because track issues, you just let them go for nothing. Literally for nothing. Say what you will about Johnson. He had their first game of the year, looked really good. Hadn't seen a whole lot to to justify the move since then. Hadn't seen anything to justify the move since then. So you start off 0 5, 0 4, whatever it was, and your team isn't going anywhere and you're stunning the growth of the quarterback you just gave $160 million over four years to. I'm sorry. I met the dude, like I told y'all, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, um, on the way to on the way back from Connecticut. Who, and who a, did you meet? Me, O'Brien. Oh. Yeah, he was sitting. He and his son were sitting right behind Olivia and I. And uh, I looked oh, at I him. Oh, I, I like, remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah. It seemed yeah. like a great guy. I mean, small yeah. talk. I mean, when I he kind of gave me that that look. I was like, yeah, you know, congratulations on success at Penn State and everything that you don't need to appreciate. It. Real low key, cool guy. But damn, dude, you don't do stuff like this. You just don't. You, yeah. And and I also I blame the organization for empowering him because there's only a certain set of individuals in the league that can do such a thing. Belichick being one of them. Jimmy Johnson back in the day being another. There's really not a whole lot of folks that you just pluck off the street or just give them the head coaching opportunity and then expect them to morph into being able to be a GM on top of that. Um, Bill Parcells, it comes to mind as well. You 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 have to be very careful because you're going to set your organization back years, if not decades. And even though O'Brien may be a, a, a disciple of Belichick, he's not him. So I put blame on the organization for empowering him to make those kinds of decisions when he should have just stuck to being a coach. Well, yeah, I agree with you, you know, looking back on it, but I think he earned that opportunity and mainly because he came from Belichick. So you see what Belichick did. He comes from the Belichick tree. You give him a shot, he blew it. Um, he didn't do well at all. Um, as far I mean, as general man, manager blew goes. it. And, 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 you know, when he made that trade, I thought maybe Jimmy Johnson was – hired over there in Arizona, you know, because, you know, it was reminiscent of, you know, some of the things we heard about in the early Herschel 90s. Herschel Walker, exactly. Um, I will say this, though, about Bill O'Brien. He he did a, 
I, I, I really liked his interview after he was fired. And, I, I, you know, it really, I'm a big character guy, as you guys probably know from our years of doing the show together. When you lack it, I'm going to call it out. But when you show it, I got to give credit. And, you know, that interview he did and where he didn't, he took the blame and said, hey, look, you know, this is part of the business. I didn't get the job done. It's on me. And, you know, I mean, to put the sit up there. And it just, you know, like, wow, like I said, I hope he finds a job like next week, you know, as offensive coordinator somewhere, you know, I mean, I'm not looking for someone else to lose their job, but, you know, like, um, I, 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 that made me a fan of him getting another job as a coordinator, not a head coach. I think he should go back and be a coordinator um, and, and, and earn his, his stripes to be a head coach again, because I really appreciated the, uh, character to do that interview after being fired and not just the head coach you were fired as general manager too um so that 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 you know that goes a long way um there's something else i wanted to mention and i can't re- i can't remember what it was it had something to do with what we were just talking about and and i lost it oh well oh, God, i guess i'm getting old um Oh, I know what it was. Um, who's on the hot seat? Is there any head coach right now that any of you guys feel like might be sitting on the hot seat that might be next uh, to be shown the door? Adam Gase. We've been talking about him earlier. He got to go. <laughs> he should have been gone. Hell, he should have been. Now I ain't sure things should have been hired. He was looking high as hell at his press conference. He's got to go. He's, he's <laughs> set that organization. Sam Donald, take it for what you want. Sam Donald is actually a really good quarterback. He just, one, doesn't have any weapons around him, doesn't have an offensive line. He's really got nothing to work with. So it looks like he's probably horrible, but he's really not. He can be a very good quarterback. If, one, he can get some talent around him, the offensive line can get better, get better coaching, and stay healthy. That's a lot of ifs. But he can do all of that and be a solid quarterback. But Gates has to to go. The, The the Jets are not playing for their coach anymore. He is he has just lost that team. He has lost the locker room. He gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can't Looks argue. Horrible. You know, particularly when you hear the rumors about when um um Dan Quinn actually lost this team, you know a couple of years ago and they're saying like that it's never been the same. I think it was the Eagles game. I want to, I want to, I'm going off of memory because I saw the quote and it was like, he made a, a, something he did, it, it, you know, and I, I'm again, if, if you guys know more about this than me, take over because I'm going off of like bits and pieces of things. But the report was that it was a game and he, he did something wrong. And and the team just like lost all faith in him, and they're like, yeah, it hasn't been the same since. This it has not been the same since. And I want to say it was a playoff game, but I'm not sure. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, you just you look at the Jets and you have to say, wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you have to sit there and you go, wow, this this is what this is what happens when the team loses coach and their leader. This is what this is what you have a mess. An absolute mess. I Adam Gase needs to be fired like yesterday. 
That's crazy. K Star is awake. He must have some blackmail. He must he must have some blackmail or something. Yes, oh man. It's weird, right? Like he hasn't been a good coach. Like I don't understand. That boy's pretty horrible. And he he butts heads with all of his star players. He traded away Jamal Adams as well. Like I don't know of a player that he got along with that that was like a Pro Bowl caliber player. They all hate the guy. Jamal Adams couldn't wait to get away from the Jets. Yeah, wait, you know, and to, to join. Yeah, I don't know. Well, if, he wanted to come to the Cowboys, but who couldn't wait to get out of there? Yeah. I don't know if he's got like little man syndrome or what, but it sounds like he just butts heads with any of his good players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, I, I've I've covered everything I had planned. Is there anything you guys want to touch on before we get out of here? Believe it or not, it's been an hour and a half. Man, that flew. That flew. Um, anything else? You guys want to touch on before we roll? Yeah, I'm curious to know, and and I sent this out to y'all, who's going to be the first team to go down in in the ranks of the undefeated and who's going to be the last team to stay undefeated? I'm curious to see folks' thoughts. We we already know what K-Star is going to say, but TE train, I'm I'm curious to see what y'all think. Now I got to pull them up because I can't remember. Well, I'll tell you, it's uh, the Seahawks. The Packers, the Steelers, and the Titans. Hmm. Um. Uh, let's see. Packers. I'm gonna start with the Packers. Um. I'm trying Let me to pull up the schedule real like quick. They, they lose first or last? No, I'm saying they might, but it's tough without having their schedules. Oh, the Packers go to Tampa and play the Bucks Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Playing in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what that reminds me of? As soon as you said that, as soon as you said that, real quick. Sorry, um, that just reminded me of Warren Sapp. Put a jersey on then. Put a jersey on. <laughs> so Mike Sherman. I don't know why. That's uh, immediately flashed in my head. <laughs> I remember that one. That's great. I'm going to say Seattle is the last team to lose a game. That's, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and part of the reason I'm saying that is they're on their bye week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am cheating mm-hmm. a little bit, but um, I'll say that they're going to, they're, and then they got Arizona. Uh, in Arizona, and I think I, I think Arizona's on the up and up, on the up. You know, they're they're coming, but they're not there yet. So, um, so that's my answer. And, yeah, I, and, and, I, and uh, I say that because I think there's a good chance the Bucks are going to beat the Packers this week. So, go ahead, train. I would say. Uh, I say hey, picking them be last, but. Boys are clicking on all cylinders. Uh, uh, probably Green Bay last, and maybe um, I would say it's. I'm trying to lean. You see the Titans, the Steelers. Only only reason I'm leaning towards Steelers is because I think they they have a tougher they have a tougher division to face. If they got division games coming up, it's going to be a it's going to be a pretty challenging for them. Yeah, fuck you. I 
man, that's <laughs> telling you. Let, let that shit out. <laughs> Talking like I'm not here or something on this phone call. <laughs> oh man, that was fun. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of, I think the Seahawks would be the last one standing. I'm thinking the Titans will be the first ones to go because I think in two weeks they play the Steelers, but it's in Tennessee. Uh, I, and I, I can't wait to see that one. Hopefully that will be televised, maybe a Sunday night game. But um, I think Pittsburgh has enough to go into Tennessee and knock them off. So I think Tennessee will be first to go, Seahawks last to go. I don't think we're going to have anybody go undefeated this season. There's just too much parity, and it's just 2020. It's just too crazy. Parity, injuries, man, all of the above, bro. Yeah. And not to mention changes in the schedule. Who knows if, if they're going to have to uh, institute a, a whole bye week for the whole league just because of the outbreaks that are going on. So um, a lot of schedules are going to be disrupted. 18 weeks. And when I, it, yeah, I mean, 100 years, teams are going undefeated in a regular season and one team – to do it for the whole season. Um, and that was back when it was 14 games. Um, yep. <laughs> so we're not, yeah, you know, yeah, we're not, we're not going to see, uh, we're not going to see uh, undefeated. That ain't happening. Um, all right. Um, all right. Let's get on out of here. Um, I, I, I want to real quick. I do want to make one point because this is a sports show, but I do want to make one point about the whole LeBron, James, Michael Jordan comparison. I just want to say one thing. When you look at Michael Jordan and you look at LeBron, Michael Jordan, even when he was playing, there was always a discussion on the next Jordan. Look at this guy coming into the league, and he's going to be the next Jordan and blah, 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 blah. That's how iconic Jordan was while he was playing. Heard that when Magic was playing. Heard that with Bird. You hear that with LeBron. Because he's not iconic yet. Awesome player. Happy they won. I supported them this year. I threw them my love because I felt LeBron was getting a bad rap. I think he's an all-time great. But there's an all there's all time great status, and then there's icon. He ain't icon yet. He he will be at some point. He's gonna get to icon, but he's still just not. And maybe you know for whatever reason, but not not like not not like Mike. <laughs> and, and so you know, so imagine they talk about LeBron coming in with all of that pressure. Jordan didn't come in with that level of pressure. Maybe not. But when Jordan did become Mike, went from Mike to Michael and Air Jordan and oh, had boy. all that pressure, he responded with 6-0, and you know, coming back every year, left, came back, oh. and re-dominated the NBA. You know, you got to think he regrets that now, leaving the game and leaving behind. Because you know he would have won another couple championships. Like I don't think he does because if you remember – yeah. Did it after his yeah. father was murdered. Sure and, did. That's and, true. And, yeah. That is, that and, is and, true. And the baseball was a father connection, and it was kind of mm-hmm. a honor That's my true. father, yeah. and let me just go while I'm still young and give it a chance. And from that respect, I don't think he regrets it at all, honestly. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if he thinks about it, if he thinks about really the rings he could have had 
You know, he probably could have eight. Yeah, I'm, I, would have had I'm, eight. Yeah. Yep. JP, you were trying to get in there? No, I was just going to say, if anything, he may regret going back to basketball. So if you had to pick which regret would it be, because um, for what you just said, T.S., father-son connection, and um, to not play since high school and basically play as, as well as he did, considering everything, um, if he had stuck with it, chances are, and I even heard, I don't know which show it was, what have you, but he could have been called up. I mean, he was he was doing well, wasn't he wasn't going to be the next Roger Maris or anything like that. But, I mean, he was, for someone out of baseball that long to, to play at that level uh, and yeah. play where he was, not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I'm I just think that, it. yeah, I just think that that whole, I mean, I don't really think much of the move to the to the Wizards and that whole thing. I mean, it was nice. It was nice to see him back at 38 and playing and, you know, still scoring 20 points a game. And, you know, to me, it just solidified. He's a 38-year-old, you know, who had been out of the game for another couple of years and came back and, you know, still was an all-star. And, you know, yeah, that was nice. But I think the fact that he left in his prime, came back, and then did it again with another, other than Pippen, everybody else was pretty much brand new. <laughs> you know, same coach, same, you know, Robin by your side, but, you know, all the other, the first guys that you did it with, Horace Grant and all them guys are gone. And, you know, Paxton and those gone. And, you know, you're coming back with a whole new crew and he does it again. I know they talk about, you know, LeBron and three different teams and 4A. That's phenomenal, too. That's phenomenal, too. You know, but I just, you know, the last dance gave you a flavor of it gave you a flavor of it. But, man, if you weren't alive to watch it happen night in and night out and just appreciate. And I remember watching Michael Jordan and watching every game that I could because there was no NBA package back then like there is now. So you had to get the games that you could get. And I remember watching thinking, I I will never get to see this again. And LeBron is great. I don't take anything away from what he's accomplished. He's great. But, man, there was nothing like watching Michael Jordan play basketball every night and going to the fourth quarter and the, and the, the Bulls are down, you know, 73 to 69. And, you know, you know in the first minute or two of the fourth quarter, Mike's coming in. You know, he had his rest. Just like – it's funny. Just like LeBron, rest him about three, four minutes to go in the third quarter – bring them back at about the 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter, like the exact same, pretty funny. And and you, you wait to see Michael come off the bench, and you just held your breath because you knew if they're losing, he's about to take that game over every single time. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like just to play with that pressure of being an icon year after year, it was undisputed that he was the best. It was no Kawhi. Oh, maybe it's Kawhi, or maybe it's Kevin Durant, or maybe it's Steph Curry. Oh, there was none of that when Jordan was playing. It was Mike and everybody else, and he delivered. Er. So I just think, I just think he's on. He, he's uh, Jordan is. I mean, uh, LeBron is on. You know, if you, if you had to say, give me four greats, it's hard to leave him off the top four all time. It really is hard to leave him off. If you, irrespective of position. Um, it's hard to leave him off that. 
But man, they, they, y'all, you just gotta stop with the comparisons. Now, I will say this, and then if y'all want to chime in, we can, and then we'll get on out of here. He's still playing, and if he's mm-hmm. able to come back with the Lakers and do it again and again, and get to six, and have three, and do like a three-peat with the Lakers and AD, and you're 36, mm-hmm. 37 years old, and he's still playing. 18, 19, 20 years, like a Brady level, you know what I mean? Okay, I, I, I might come back and change my mind or or I, I'm going to be more apt to listen to, I don't know now. So has he closed the gap a little bit after this year? Absolutely. But is he, is he still, is he MJ yet? Nah. But could he? Uh, you you got to, at some point, he keep winning. You got you to gotta say, okay, now, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a minute now. You know, yeah, he lost six. But he won six, you know what I mean? Um, so, we'll, you know, stay tuned for the next couple of years and see and see what happens. Because remember, KD's coming back. Kyrie's coming back. Steph and Clay are coming back. And if all those superstars come back, they all got rings, and he's still able to win? Whew, I don't know, man. Sorry, Mike, but it's going to be tough at that point. Throw that in there. We are a sports show. Hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, that's that. That would be that would be something. I mean, you you'll be because you'll be going up against other people who have won championships. I mean, the dip one that was kind of the difference with Mike. These other cats wanted the championship. They couldn't, but Mike was in the way. Uh, here, LeBron will be going up against the cats that have won championships. They know what it takes to push it out at the end. So he won't be on that stage by himself trying to trying to get that. That 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 three peat in, in in with the Lakers, you know, going against Golden State, and the Nets, and all these other other teams. Don't forget about yeah. the Clippers, the other team in LA. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, they really have been expected, and and Doc is uh, in, in Philadelphia now. But that's still a team that's got a ton of talent. You got Kawhi, you got PG. You got Patrick Beverly and, and the rest of those guys, so we can't count them out either. It's going to be loaded next year. Yeah, and look out for what Doc does to Philly. Look out what he does for Philly, boy. Just seeing. Yeah, Philly with Doc could be a contender. Clippers, let's see yep. who they get as a head coach. Um, can't, can't forget the Nuggets either. Yep, a Nuggets a year later. I think the team that I that I really I really want to watch. And Kyrie together, and I want to see Steph and Clay back with Golden State. Yes, I think those are the teams. Yes. You know, these are champions, and these are guys that either played with LeBron or against <clears> LeBron. <throat> so they're not new to this. This is old hat for them. They've all been there. You know, so so can I you know, ask? I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I just want your guys' opinion. Um, do you guys think that? Winning in the bubble, like, should that count a little against the ring, or do you count that just as, like, you would any other ring? You know, obviously, it's a ring, it's a ring, it's a ring. It's a championship, but, like, do you feel like it's slightly diminished because, I mean, home court advantage is such a big factor back and forth? No? Okay. That's probably the reason why it's even even tougher. Uh, That's probably probably more of of a, you know, the argument of I don't why know if it's tougher, it's tougher to win a championship. Well, think of this way: there is, sets up. there is no home court. There's there's right. there's no home mm-hmm. court, and so yeah. there's no there's no travel. There's no home court. All the guys are getting the same 
rest. Same prep, bro. That yeah, it's just but, an even playing field. But doesn't that doesn't that work? Like so, if I'm thinking about it like this, if I'm on a neutral court, that in itself will will play into the hands of the one seed by virtue of them being the best teams. Like, well, yeah, they're more likely to want a neutral court. The whole thing with home court advantage and, and on the road is that some of those teams that, that may have lesser of a chance have an increased probability of winning because, okay, now they're at home, they have the fans behind them. And I feel like on a neutral court, you know, it, it, it takes away that, you know, that, that possibility from some of those teams. Well, if you're on a neutral court, that's more of an advantage to the team with the, with the lower record. Right. Um, How? So that How? to me that makes it harder because yeah, that makes it harder. Yeah. Because you don't your your it, record it, is better, and if if you're I put it like this: if you're a one versus eight, four, five, two, seven, three, six, doesn't matter. If you're the team that's a one through four seed, and you have home court advantage over it on a seven game series or even a five game series, first two games you're on your own home court. If you're the team mm-hmm. that's five through eight on a neutral site, you've got the advantage now because you don't have to travel. You don't have to deal with the home court crowd getting on you. You don't have any of those good. things. To- it's not as good as a team. Like, it's like going out pick up. Like, if you took the best players and went to play some pickup ball on a neutral court, like, the best team, the most talent is likely going to win. You know, and I think that with the home court and, and on the road and going on the road and everything, they created this moment, element moment. of momentum is real. Momentum is part of sports. Yeah. Ebbs yeah. and flows and, are yeah. part of sports. You take fans out of the arena and you take the arena out yep. of the arena. <laughs> and 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 that's well, a significant part of sports. That's why I was wondering if you guys felt it the same. No, I honestly think it's tougher. It's yep. tougher okay. under these circumstances. And don't forget, right. like, I, I watched Ray John Rondo in an interview, and mm-hmm. um, he said the first thing he did when he got out of the bubble was eat, eat real food. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, there, these guys there, aren't living their normal lives. Or something. And had dessert in, like, six months. Think? Right. You know, like, like yeah, I, I you know, like. Yeah, so I think I think you know I don't think there's anything easier about being in a bubble for three four months. All of it is tougher, and you take away. I mean, you you go and you you get your number one seed to have the advantage of playing more home games in front of your crowd to sleep in your bed. You know, like I can get up tomorrow and drive to the arena to play my game. You know. And you have your routine, especially like a LeBron who's done this how many times, got his routine, and now everything's shaken up. I think it's tougher for everybody. Max Sullivan made a point that at first I kind of agreed with, but then Magic countered his point, and, and I said, okay, I don't agree with it anymore. But Max Sullivan said it, it's not harder because everybody's following the same rules. So if everybody's playing by the same rules, then it can't be harder because no one's getting any special treatment they all have to do the same thing therefore it's not harder but then magic said no max it is harder because you're not everyone's not doing so no matter who wins it was a harder path because you're not doing what you've been doing for your entire career everything is different yeah 
everything. Yep. And I was like, okay, yeah, okay, I buy that. Yeah, um, 100%. I don't. This is a small tidbit that I kind of picked up. Of, of y'all remember watching uh, watching the uh, Last Dance? There were two times where they talked about uh, it's a, a style of because that's the thing. The the the, the, the bubble kind of resembles pick almost was like close to pick up basketball with yep. refs. And there were two instances where the players themselves said it was some of the best ball they played uh, and, uh, in, in the last dance. And one was the practices with the first USA team. And the second was Mike. The second was Mike inviting all those players out uh, on the Space Jam set to play with him so before he, so he could get ready back for the league. Those were some of the toughest games that they played because there's no there's no advantage. There's no advantage to anybody. It's like just ball. Right. Yep. Heck, the dream team the practices were tougher than any game they played in 92 for the Olympics. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. So, yeah, good question. But, uh, you know, I don't. I yeah. I think, I think we pretty much agree. Um, you know, no asterisk yeah. here. This was this was a legit, legit. Win. Yeah, I wouldn't try kudos to Kudos one more so time. Let's see if your thoughts were. Yeah. Yeah, and kudos I mean, to the and NBA no, for. I was going to say kudos no to the NBA to for the COVID COVID protocols that kept oh my God, no one from catching awesome. COVID. I mean, we're still hearing about NFL players. You know getting sick. Yeah. So, kudos to the NBA. The Titans just had COVID field advantage because of it. Yeah, too. Saban's got it. It's harder without a bubble, man. It's harder without a yeah. bubble. And so, even though I, even though we're giving the, giving the what's name praise, I just, um, you know, um, I just wonder what are they going to do when their season starts back up again? How are you going to handle this? Because are you trying to create another bubble? Mm, I don't know if another bubble is going to fly. You know, but normally the NBA season like starts back up in like November. You know, they start up in like uh, no, no, you know, a November time frame where like the real season starts. You know, we got games during Christmas. So how are they going to really going to try to uh, how they going to approach this next season? And it's going to be a challenge for all sports, man. Out once these bubbles go away. I think yeah. the advantage is Silver they did it. Just... Go ahead, Kaper. Yeah, I was just say um, I just watched an interview with Adam Silver a couple of days ago, and he basically said that you know there was not going to be a bubble next year, and they're figuring out their scheduling plans as far as when they'll resume play again, or actually start play again, I should say, for the upcoming season. So that's kind of fluid, but he did say that there's not going to be a bubble this time around. Yeah, well, and I think the good news yeah. is, is so we'll, it, we'll be we'll be post election. And this guy in Washington will be voted out, and we'll actually get someone in Washington who actually takes this thing seriously and encourages people to social distance, to wear a mask, to wash their hands, and to be safe. Because this idiot in Washington doesn't do any of that. Actually, said it was a blessing that he got it. Like, I, I, I just can't imagine it. I, and, and this isn't really directed at UK Star, but it certainly is food for thought for you. But it's really just directed at people in general. Like, how can you support this man who who makes light of such a serious condition that has killed well over 200,000 of our brothers and sisters and people we know? And everything he does shows disrespect to that. Everything he does. 
because he just wants to get reelected. And they literally had people interviewed at his rally, and they said, if he said to wear a mask, would you? And they said, yes, I would. And they were there maskless because he's not promoting it because he's sitting there saying, I've learned so much and this, that. I mean, it's, it, forget everything else. That They're alone, wild. he should They're not wild. be president. That alone. Yeah, he, I said it's wild. So, like, I like a lot of Trump's policies, but this COVID thing's not been good. Especially his messaging has been absolutely horrific. I totally agree. And it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, people do listen to him, especially people that really like him. And if he did get his messaging together like, as he should, then I think we'd be in a better situation. Well, you're the leader. And people listen to their leaders. Well, yeah, That's why exactly. you get elected exactly. to lead. And you're not leading. You're trying to get reelected at all costs, even at the cost of the citizens you represent dying. Dying. Oh, and by the way, and then I'll get off my Trump bandwagon, you know, last night or the night before where he said, suburban wives, I saved your neighborhoods. Why don't you like me? Y'all know what that I saved your neighborhoods means, right? Like, y'all know why he said that. You know what that means, yep. okay? Anybody out there who says he ain't racist, that's what that means. That's not yep. conjecture. That is fact. And yet people still want to support this idiot. Amazing. I just want to, I just want to see people wash their hands, wear their masks, social distance, stay home unless you have to go out. And if you go out of your house, be safe. Don't be stupid. You know, people are dying still every day. 31 states out of 50 went up. The numbers are spiking, including Connecticut, I might add. The numbers went up. 31 states out of 50. Come on, people. Thank you for the support. And if you're listening, please spread the word. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Use your hand sanitizer. Keep your distance. Until we get a vaccine for this thing, please do what's right. Don't want people to keep dying from this thing. All right. On that note, let's get on out of here. Um, let's start with K-Star. Final thoughts for the night. That was a fun show. The last 25 minutes or so was a great freestyle. I appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, I always love uh, kicking in with you guys. Another great show. Uh, really looking forward to the Steelers-Browns game. Um, Browns fans are starting to get cocky, you know, so. Gotta, gotta handle that situation. Oh, and one last thing, Chase Claypool. Yeah. Chase, Chase Claypool, baby. Keep your eyes on him. Oh God. Yeah. Megatron. Keep your eyes on Mr. Chase Claypool. Mega Megatron. Oh yes. Here we go. Here we go. Megatron right. part. That's two. right. That's, that's right. That's, that's me totally being oh, a fan, God. by the way. I'm totally being hyperbolic. I'm totally being hyperbolic. I am excited about it. Thank you for admitting <laughs> it for a change. I'm just being real. Okay. Like I'm just having fun. I'm having fun with it, but I am excited about it. Yeah, you are, you are, you are, and that's your right because he did, he did go off uh, four touchdowns, like insane, like yeah. Job. Oh, okay. Uh, JB, final thoughts. Yeah, just two. Um, one, yes, congratulations to, to LeBron. Even more so, congratulations to Laker Nation, and um, and even on top of that, um, R.I.P. Kobe and, and Gianna. Hopefully, y'all are smiling and, and hopefully this brings the Bryant family uh, a chance to just smile during a horrific 2020. Um, obviously it's, it doesn't move the needle much, but at least just a, a, a quick smile. Um, Cause I still, I still feel for them. I, I still think about what they're going through. So 
um, definitely uh, continue to go out to them. And obviously prayers go out to Dak too. Uh, speedy recovery. The surgery went well. Uh, they expect for him to fully recover and just be glad to see him back on the field, seeing number four out there, being the leader, the general that he is. Really looking forward to that. But in the meantime, I just want him to just focus on getting healthy, nothing else. Um, the team has to rally around him and just play at a better level, get some wins. If they want to really do it, do their general, their leader well, get some wins and, and continue to, to build on the, the victory over the Giants this past weekend. So just continue to get well, Dak, heal up, and uh, we'll see you in 2021. Excellent. And thank you for, you know, mentioning Kobe and all of that. I, I, I borderline negligent of me not to bring up Kobe and Gigi and Laker Nation when we talk about LeBron and the title that they brought, especially this year. So thank you for that. And um, there's actually a picture of Vanessa uh, and the new tattoo she got on her foot. Um, you can Google it. And uh, she has the um, the names of Kobe and uh, the entire family and um, I think something like, you know, family forever or together forever or something along those lines. Um, don't quote me, but, but she posted a picture somewhere out there and it's all over social media. So, um, you know, God, God, God bless her, uh, particularly having to lose a daughter and your husband. Like, um, so thank you, Jay, for, for reminding us about that. Um, Train, final thoughts. Man, not a whole lot, you know what I'm saying? It's one of these days to go learn to respect my bears, but hey, until then, <laughs> hey, we'll just be the worst the worst team with a winning record in the league. I I love it. Next up, Carolina Panthers, man. So uh we'll see we'll we'll see what we made of. We we're not favored to win that game either. So hey, here's what it is. Won't be favored to win the one after that. I don't think we'll be favored for the rest of the season. It's pretty awesome. So run the dogs forever. Um Outside of that, man, um, ditto to everything Jay said. I don't repeat all that, but um, let's hopefully see the end of this football season. Because, <laughs> man, another breakout. Tell me about it. We're going into week 18 <laughs> or 19. <laughs> oh, yeah. Summit. Oh, yeah. Expect the season to be extended. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Thank you, Train. Um, yeah, um, I echo everyone's sentiments, and, you know, I, 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 I'm glad Jay reminded me that the Cowboys and the Giants are on. I got to replay a lot of the game, and on a positive note, those throws that, you know, Dalton were able to make were, you know, veteran throws, and he's got a little mobility. He can't move like Dak, but he can. he's not a statue back there. I mean, he's, he's a talented quarterback, especially coming in off the bench, so you know, I don't. You know, he always talk about makeup statement games and all that. Monday night nationally televised game at home against Arizona. First game against Dak should be extra motivation. Everyone says the season is dedicated to Dak. We're playing for Dak. Um, you know, starting to get some players back. Vanderesh might play. Um, I don't know the status of a A, but that would be great to get him back. Um, I'm not sure when Gregory can he, – he's practicing. I'm not sure when he – I thought it was week six that he would be eligible to play, but don't quote me. Starting to get some players back. Um, you know, I, 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 you, you take it one week at a time, but this is really a good week to make a statement, to beat a 
an Arizona team that's been playing pretty well and, and they have their own tough division that they have to worry about. And if you can beat an Arizona team at home, you stay in first place and you send a message that we're not folding because we lost our leader. We're getting healthy and we can be competitive throughout the year. So send that message. Let's not go in there and lay an egg. Okay, send that message, Dallas. Monday Night Football. All right. Um, For JB, for K-Star, and for Dr. Train, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, I'm going to come up with another slogan to end the show. (laughs) I just kind of tired of all of you to settle on the field, to be totally honest with you. I'm just tired of it. I got to come up with something else. So um, let me give it some thought. If anybody has any ideas, you know how to reach us, Madden Voice on uh, Twitter, at the Madden Voice on Twitter, or go to Facebook and just search for the Madden Voice page. If you got any ideas on a closing line for Commissioner T when he ends the show, send it to me. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, (laughs) enjoy football because it – this is a year you got to appreciate because we don't know. We have no idea week to week what's going to happen. So enjoy it because at any point in time, they could stop just like NBA had to stop and then resume anytime. So enjoy these games as they come because in the end, all feuds will be settled on the field. We'll see you next week. I don't know if it'll be Tuesday night or not because who knows what's going to happen with football. So we will do a show next week, but I don't know what night yet. So stay tuned. In the meantime, everybody have a great week. Good night.